Hey guys, welcome to Search for Truth. I'm your host, James Wagner, and I just finished having a conversation with Carolina Doucette. She is the student body president of MIU and is uh, was the president of the Sustainable Living Department and is doing amazing things with, with her life, and she happens to be one of my very, very best friends. Um, it, wow, it was a lot of fun. We really talked a lot about sustainability and regenerative agriculture and things that I knew nothing about, which is actually really cool. So yeah, it's really valuable stuff that can literally slave the planet, um, which is exciting. So yeah, check it out, guys. Thank you so much for being on my show. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited. I know. Me too. This is going to be fun. So, this is one of the rare times we get to actually have like a face-to-face in Fairfield because we're together. We're both here, which is nice because, I don't know, Zoom is okay, but it's like goes in and out and stuff. So, this is nice. So, what brings you to Fairfield? MIU. (laughs) (laughs) I um, I was living in Houston and I had owned a business prior to that and um, sold it and had no idea what I wanted to do. All I knew was that I wanted to save the world. But how do I make money saving the world? And That's the question. Yeah. Uh, found this Facebook ad for this college in uh, the middle of nowhere, Iowa, that has organic food and a vegetarian campus and powered by renewable energy and came out and visited and immediately fell in love. You know, the whole cult thing. I was like, I'm in. <laughs> and yeah. now I'm here. Uh, and I love it. And I totally drank the Kool-Aid and I'm all about it. <laughs> I love Fairfield. I just hate the snow. But <laughs> yeah, you haven't had much snow exposure in your life. No, I mean, other than a couple family trips to Colorado here and there, but I right. lived on an island and in Houston. So <laughs> heat and humidity has basically been my life. And then I come here and I'm a frozen little icicle. But... <laughs> Which island? Uh, the Cayman Islands. Uh, okay. My mom lives in Grand Cayman. Uh, my parents lived there for about 20 years and my brother and I were raised there and then we moved to Houston. How long are we there? Until second grade. So the British school system is different. So technically I redid second grade when we moved to the States because Mm. I was so much younger than everybody in my grade. I would have been like barely 16 graduating high school if they had held me back or barely turning 17. I see. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, so they held me back. Not because I was dumb. (laughs) Not because you were dumb. Because of the age thing. Age requirements. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're very much not dumb. I can attest to that. Oh, thanks. Thanks, yeah. (laughs) 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 This podcast is going to be so fun. I know. It's great, right? (laughs) (laughs) So, I know that you're here kind of doing like sustainable stuff, sustainable agriculture and kind of like wanting to do eco-villages and... There's all these, I mean, we talk all the time about, you know, everything yeah. from like farming to aliens. So yeah. like, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so down. So my degree is in sustainable living. The university is thinking about changing it to uh, regenerative living because regenerative mm. versus sustainable is actually a big difference. So sustainable is oh. just killing the earth slower. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Which is kind of funny. I mean, not really. That's not what sustainable means. But regenerative is more of how do we give back? So not only not take anything, but how do we 
just like carbon um, negative rather than carbon neutral. Mm. So how can you actually give back actually to what you're taking? It. Exactly. And Whoa. keep it going for a hundred years rather than just, mm. oh, sustainably stores. Well, how sustainably sourced, how do they, you know, keep the project going or how do they make Got the land it. better than how they found it um, <clears throat> rather than just taking from it. So my degree will be in sustainable living or regenerative living, depending on when they change it. Um, and then regenerative organic agriculture as well. So Regen say that again, regenerative organic agriculture. Got it. But so there's that regenerative again. Yes. So the okay. regenerative, the organic, the organic <laughs> agriculture program uses the word regenerative already. Okay. Um, yeah. Nice. Yeah. See, that's that's always something that like really fascinates me because this is you have such a wealth of knowledge mm. in that area, and I'm just like, I just want to like recycle and stuff. <laughs> like, I just, <laughs> I just want to be a I'm part of it, it. but yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I'm yeah. totally a lemming when it comes to living green. I'm like, tell me what yeah. to do, and I'll do it. It's just not an area of expertise I have or, and with my background in like coaching and psychology, like that's where my, my genius is. That's where I focus everything. Yeah. So having a friend like you, like <laughs> I literally would call you up and be like, what should I buy? <laughs> Cause I don't I love that you did that the other day and I was like, okay, here's this website that I go to all of their products. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. I love that. It's just so helpful. It's also you know? just not taught. You know, exactly, in school system, yeah. no one teaches you how to recycle properly. No. And no one teaches you like, oh, instead of buying this, why don't you buy this? It's actually better for the planet. It's going to be cheaper in the long run. And, yeah. you know, the only people that really teach you are people online. So you almost have to search for the information yourself or care enough to spend the time to really educate yourself. Yeah, which is not only exhausting, but also like kind of daunting because mm. misinformation True. is a abounds. And greenwashing is a huge thing. So greenwashing, <laughs> greenwashing is like someone will put on like recycled box on a product that is horrible for the environment. You're like, wow, it's made from a recycled plastic. Like, cool. Really? Well, I mean, just recycling plastic in it, in and of itself is a scam, but, um, damn what? <laughs> so to recycle. Okay. Yes. Oh, we have so much plastic on the earth and it's so great to recycle it. However, <clears throat> for recycling plastic to continue its life or life cycle you always have to inject new plastic polymers into it so you always need new plastic oh. to recycle plastic and some plastic can only be recycled like twice and others could be recycled up to seven times but it's not infinitely recyclable you always need to add new plastic to keep it going because it just breaks down like it's no longer good after so many times really glass and aluminum are the only things on well, metals are the only thing that are infinitely recyclable you could recycle a aluminum can and in huh. 60 days it will be a new can um really yeah wow yeah that's usually actually blowing my mind right now. <laughs> like when we talk about things all the time i'm yeah. like wait what yeah it's like no one really knows that I'm like oh but i recycle no, no. Not and the point. i don't think of, of like the whole point of plastic being bad is that it doesn't break down Mm. So I'm like, wait. <laughs> yeah, it just becomes too um, brittle. Or... Yeah, that's the word I was looking for. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And just won't like stick together. So you need new plastic. Crazy. Wow. Amazing. So what is your what you know the direction of your life in going towards these things? Mm. I mean, we can clearly hear like the passion that you have for these things, and just like and the wealth of knowledge that you have. Like yeah. you you make yourself educated. And knowledgeable about like what's really going on with these kinds of things so what does that mean for you you know where are you going with this what's your contribution so 
it's more of a zero waste lifestyle and okay. I am not a thousand percent zero waste by any means. Yeah. I think I'm very imperfectly perfect when it comes to that. But um, something I'm doing for the university as <clears throat> student body president of MIU, <laughs> yes, uh, <laughs> my senior project is actually revamping the entire recycling system on campus. Oh yeah. Wow. So okay. last year when I had first joined uh, or first came to MIU, I was president of the sustainable living committee. Right. And I noticed that our recycling bins are a joke on campus. There's a red one, I'm sorry, a green one and a blue one, and one's trash and one's recycling. And there's barely any labels, and the tops of them look insane, and they have little holes or like a slit, and you're yeah. like, what? So, and the signage is horrible, and so you open the lid, and both of it is trash. And yeah, yeah. so we were paying $3,000 a month in recycling fines from waste management. Damn. A month. So... I worked with the university and the God. VP of um, affairs, essentially, and yeah. we figured out that one of the biggest causes was uh, all of our recycling had plastic bags lined in it, and so the cleaning crews would just take the plastic bags and then throw it in the recycling dumpster. And plastic bags aren't recycled in your normal municipal yeah. you know, recycling, yeah. um, mainly because in the recycling centers, the plastic bags get caught in their machine, and they have to shut everything down to pull it out. So apparently that oh, thin wow. plastic is not easily broken down or whatever um so once we stopped that we took the fine down to a thousand dollars which yay but it's still a thousand dollars a month that's still a huge reduction yes true <laughs> a very um, easy one wow did you take really yeah just one little thing wow. you know changed it um, and it does fluctuate sometimes it still will go up to like two thousand but we're sitting at about a thousand dollars a month right now mm. um so the goal is to buy all new recycled plastic haha um, trash bins and recycle bins and fix the signage on everything and we're creating a video so last year um, pre-corona we took a bunch of us out and we went to the landfill and we filmed all the trucks coming in dumping and what landfills look like and just the grossness that is a landfill mainly to show people that when you throw something away it doesn't go to this imaginary land yeah. it goes to this landfill and this is what landfills do and they pollute our air water and soil and did you know that there are seagulls at every landfill? Birds that are normally by the ocean, the seagulls are at every landfill, which I thought was insane. And they just fly above and really, they're just scavengers, so they just eat. That's such it's a so random weird. like tidbit. fun fact. What, what do they have fun a fact. radar? I mean, <laughs> I don't know. There. Yeah, <laughs> I have no idea. But the guy was telling us he was like, yeah, they're normally at every landfill. Huh. So, um, wow, that's bizarre. Yeah. So we're creating like educational video as well to show people how to recycle on campus, where to recycle, um, and why, you know, mm. so film. And then also one big thing is they're not called trash bins, they're landfill because we want to educate people and kind of stick that in their mind of when you throw something away, it's not trash. It goes oh, to a landfill. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Ooh. That's, th those small things make a huge difference. I'd like to think so. You know, I mean, they really do. Like just throughout, because... People really can't claim ignorance mm. when it's just like in their face. Yeah. And uh, um, as, as a friend of mine said, never underestimate the stupidity of people or laziness. That is true. Because they will, they will look past things. They will, you know, deliberately be ignorant about certain things when trying to like just navigate their lives. And, you know, I don't know who could blame people. Everybody's busy, right? True. So you're doing this, this huge, you know project for the university mm -hmm. so what's after i don't know <laughs> i am an entrepreneur within my soul i mean i know that i meant to own a business again and uh there's a lot of things i want to do i really fell in love with farming 
Um, I never thought that I would ever say that. I came for sustainable living and I have a background in like green buildings and building sustainably and that was kind of my focus. But then being on the farm and oh, I just love it. I love it so much. So there's lots of things that I would like to do. Um, owning a hemp farm and growing hemp to make hemp fiber to have hempcrete and clothing mm. not just cbd because that's you know everyone does that but there's so many amazing things that you can do with hemp hemp will also restore the soil so i was filled with cornfields i'm like let's buy an old you know gmo cornfield yeah. and grow hemp on it and restore the land and the soil um and then there's also businesses that are carbon banks and something i've been looking into recently where mm. companies to kind of become carbon neutral or even carbon negative will pay companies to offset their carbon um, and you can do that with planting trees or prairie grass actually is a great way to sequester carbon. Um, cattle farming, which is not my favorite cause I don't eat beef. And at the end of the day, I'm like, it really isn't, but that's a whole different story. Um, <laughs> or growing hemp. I mean, hemp will sequester yeah. carbon as well. So that would be something really cool. I love green building. Um, that's something my mom's an architect. And so I've always kind of loved architecture and building things sustainably. Mm-hmm eco villages are awesome i mean so there's a lot of different things that i want to do i haven't really figured it out yet yeah but but i mean you have but i know where i want to go pretty narrowed down yeah you know yeah, yeah. You're, like there's so many things you could do in the world like that's a pretty narrow place to go true anything just saving the planet really i've been telling my friends about like like last night i just was talking with my buddy carson like on i was like dude did you know that hemp restores soil i was like <laughs> Because you told me that the other day. Yeah. I was like, I had no idea. I mean, what a miracle plant yeah. on so many levels. And, of course, I always just throw the, the like, basic bitch answer of, guess what? The, um, not Declaration of Independence, the Constitution was printed on hemp paper. <laughs> yep. Because the amount of pulp that it produces and the regenerative nature of, I mean, it's called a weed for a reason. It just grows and grows and grows and grows, like, consistently. Yeah, it's... It just constantly blows my mind how endless the the uses and like yeah. sustainability and how it can help so many la- like layers of the planet and humanity, for that matter. Well, they say that we only have sixty harvests left of soil topsoil in the United States, which is literally like thirty years. Um, oh my god! Which is terrifying because is of terrifying. the way that we farm right now. We're monoculture crops with corn and soy. Yeah. Um, and grain to feed our livestock, which then really kills us in the long run. Um, <laughs> yeah, it does. But it's destroying our soil. Like, we are taking everything out, and then we need pesticides and herbicides and insecticides and fungicides mm. to help <laughs> oh restore God. that. It was so funny. In my permaculture class um, that Tyler taught, we went through, like, okay, so you need um, pesticides. And then because you have right. pesticides, then you need insecticide. And just like went through, because you need one, you need all these other ones because oh you are God. destroying everything. So you have right. to supplement it. Um, it was just so interesting. And oh quite literally, regenerative organic agriculture can save the world. And this is not bullshit. That yeah. is a real thing. Um, if we just did it. I mean, if we change the way that we farm cattle and mm-hmm. pigs and sheep and... <sighs> <laughs> There's a great new film on Netflix called Kiss the Ground Oh, that talks about it. Um, nice. Fun fact, if you want to watch it. Yeah, but, I, I uh, will. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it literally could save the world. Really? Wow. So 
when you say save the world, save it from? So one, sequestering carbon. Two, um, if we don't have any topsoil to grow plants, how do we eat? (laughs) We die. Yeah. Okay. Simple. Super simple. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So we're not going to have enough land and healthy soil to be able to grow food for us to eat. Um, The way that we're farming right now is just destroying everything. So when we start having wars over water and wars over food, oh God, that's going to destroy the world, right? right. So quite literally, um, wow, regenerative organic agriculture is one of the main ways that we can do that. And we already have all the systems in place to change everything. Really? We just have to implement it. It's not like someone needs to come up with, you know, a way to save the world or help right. stop emitting so much carbon. Like we already have the answers. We just have to. Kick the people out of power that don't want us to do it and make it happen. Yeah. Wow. And that is like, I mean, I, I say all day long, like I, I was just born a rebel. Mm-hmm. Like my entire, I mean, even my human design is heretic martyr. Yeah. Like <laughs> every part of my, every fiber of my being as well is like on board with this. I'm mm-hmm. like, yes, let's burn it down. Yeah. <laughs> because it's gotten us where we are now. You know, and where we are is not great Mm-mm. from everything, wildfires to human trafficking to human, you know, um, oppression on multiple levels to the climate change, altering the way everybody lives and weather patterns. And yeah, we could we could do something about that. And you're saying that it's like, OK, everything's installed. Just hit the fucking switch. It's there. It's sitting there waiting for you to just push the button. So just do it. I'm like, yeah, but but that's a button. We don't want to approach that button. Yeah. Amazing. Wow. See, I didn't even realize it was so simple. Like, such an easily implementable thing. It's not like we're going to lose out. It's not like, oh, now we all need to, like, wear robes and be monks and not have the luxuries of life. It's like this is within the current way the world functions. We're going to be able to, to eat plenty of, like, delicious, organic, actually nurturing food that we've kind of been without for a long time. Like if you look at other cultures in various countries, organic isn't a thing because it's all organic. Mm. It's just part, it's just the gig. That's just what you get. Yeah. And the fact that we have things the way that we do, and that they have, there's this deciphering difference and these things with chemicals and preservatives are somehow cheaper. And it's, you know, everything's like totally backwards and insane. It makes me laugh that they're like, okay, you could pay less and have something that destroys the planet and you, or you just give a little bit more money and we can help save the world. Yeah. And yourself. Yeah. I just think it's ridiculous that even non-organic food exists. Literally. Why do we? Yeah. Why? Yeah. That's the question. In the film there, I believe he worked for the USDA and I could be wrong, but he was going around... um, teaching farmers like here's what a soil block looks like from a monsanto gmo corn field and how just a soil block yeah just like a a chunk of soil essentially okay Okay. yeah yeah. and then here's what it looks like you know and it's completely different obviously in the the way that water will run off easily because it doesn't absorb into the soil Hmm. and um just teaching farmers like this is what it's doing and then there was another cattle rancher that was going by and just helping other branches be like you're gonna make more money it's gonna be better for the planet and if it isn't like i i will bet you my farm i believe is what he said if it doesn't work 
and they're like okay well we have nothing to lose so let's just try it and it does it works like wow it's just the education and the implementation is not there that's incredible yeah wait it'll make them more money yeah make them more money be better for the earth and they just have to transition that's wow that's like it was like two types of farming that were essentially exactly the same but one was pesticides and one wasn't yeah and the gmo yeah seeds and what have you wow wow there's literally no downside to it zero so wow god i hope we wake up (laughs) and that's what i see a lot with our generation with like millennials Mm. we tend to have a pretty clear vision of these kinds of things like guys guys it's broken yeah and you're using duct tape (laughs) (laughs) you know like literally putting band-aids on these things that are like beyond repair certain things just simply need to change like on a fundamental level and this is so cool because this is again like we were saying earlier like this is such an area i don't have any knowledge expertise or understanding in and so you presenting this to me i'm like well okay this seems pretty like pretty straightforward pretty pretty obvious that this is going to have like a huge impact yep and the numbers are there right because you know there's always the right and the left and the conservatives and the liberals everybody's like trying to argue well it's good for them and not for us or vice versa or (laughs) or (laughs) exactly or (laughs) yeah we can get rid of this either or mentality and start working with an and Mm -hmm. mentality because this is good for them and us and us and them and everybody together collectively as all humanity as one unit. A lot of um, businesses now are using the triple bottom line, which is planet, profit, and people. Ooh. So, and there's a company, it's called uh, B Corporation. And so you essentially right. have to take like a test to see if your business qualifies <clears throat> to be a B Corporation. It's like, how do you treat your people? Um, what are you doing for the environment? Um, obviously you're making money and just go through this whole thing of how sustainable and how regenerative you are. And then you get a score. And then if you're within their parameters, you get to be a B corporation. Then you pay them once a year, depending on, I think your income. Um, and then it's like a stamp of approval where people know that, you know, this company cares about me, their people and the planet, not just making money. Uh, and there's multiple and then also becoming carbon neutral. You can, uh, buy carbon offsets. And then there's another Mm. one that's 1% for the planet. So every year you donate 1% of your gross revenue to 1% for the planet. Mm. And they donate it to certain um, charities and um, nonprofits that help invest in things that are going to help climate change. And these are all things you can get like displayed on your products. Mm -hmm. It's like a little, a lot of um, hair care products and beauty products will have it. It's like a little logo or you can put it on your website or you could have like a sticker in your business. Uh, but yeah, so it's essentially just like a little sign that says, you know, we care. Right. You first told me about this, you know, however many months ago. Yeah. And I looked at like a bunch of my products. I was like, do I have any? Is my shampoo <laughs> just was like accidentally a B Corporation thing. How cool. And it has like this cruelty-free mm-hmm. little thing with a little bunny with some squiggles, yeah. you know. And I was like, oh, 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 cool. I never thought to look at these things. And they're yeah. like super big deals. Yeah. You know? And so, I don't know. What do you think about like education? Right, because I find myself being super ignorant about things. Like I don't even know mm. if I'm like making a mistake. Mm. To, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, I'm gonna buy this product and it's gonna like torture animals and like hurt the planet. Like, oh God, oops. I mean, I just I just wasn't aware. A lot of it is 
like I'd mentioned, just education and yeah. taking the time to research it. Um, even with palm oil, palm oil is in so many things. It's in peanut butter. And um, I mean, that's one of like the most destructive things in the rainforest right now, other yeah. than cattle farming. But um, right. Yeah, right. always. But uh, <laughs> it's hard. I mean, I think that yeah. education needs to be implemented in schools. Actually, I've been talking with the Maharishi school here in town about creating a education program for the kids about just recycling and sustainability. And so, nice. um, yeah, I really want to do it because I just think that it's not out there. People just don't, I don't know, teach it. And I think that mm. it needs to be, I don't know, almost mandated in a way that yeah. we have to teach kids how to recycle. And part of my senior project with the recycling project, because um, we're trying to make sure that it's going to stay implemented even after I leave. This isn't something that's just going to happen and then, you know, gone. So I'm, yeah, yeah. uh, Vicki is kind of the head of the faculty, mm-hmm. Dean of faculty and, uh, talking to her about obviously implementing it once we first roll it out. So every single professor has to show their students, but also once a semester, like in the new STC and new Compro classes, that's part of the orientation. They have to show everybody this little three, four minute video that we film. Oh, um, wow. and then once a semester having just a refresh. So every professor knows that this is something you have to do. Um, just to make sure it's kind of ingrained in everybody's minds. Yeah, yeah. And that video would, uh, the content of that would be what? Like how to recycle? So how to recycle, where to recycle on campus, like where the bins are. So we're also (laughs) incorporating um, TerraCycle, which is a company that helps you recycle the non-recyclable. So cigarettes, styrofoam, plastic bags, um, beauty care products, um, hairnets, masks, um, mask now, right? I know. Now that I was just on their website yesterday, <laughs> oh, and I'm like, oh, they have a mask box. That's perfect. Yeah, um, of course. So just things like that, and then you huh. ship it off to them, and they do charge you. Some boxes are free, some aren't, and they'll break it down. And oh, and chewing gum and razors and all just uh, electronic waste, mm. batteries, yeah, all sorts of things. So that's part of the project too, incorporating TerraCycle in there as well. So showing the students where we recycle, what all third-party recycling. Uh, products we use where it's at so it's not going to be on like every single building but they'll hopefully save it and next time they go to our Giro, they just drop it off and right it's right. more of like a lifestyle thing and then also incorporating like zero waste like yes plastic recycling is great and we're gonna do it but if you mm. could just buy a water bottle right. that's made from recycled aluminum or glass or whatever you want and use that instead of a plastic water bottle that you're recycling, obviously that's much better. Right. So why we recycle, how to recycle, but at the end of the day, having an underlying theme of zero waste hmm. and just thinking about, you know, your daily choices, like the razor that you use, the water bottle that you use, the car that you drive, um, the clothes that you wear. I mean, there's so many different things, the diamonds you buy. Um, there's yeah. so many ways to be sustainable. You just have to take the extra step just to think about it before you just spend money on something. Hmm. Yeah, and like you said, that would make such a huge impact as well. Not only are these things not being recycled in the many flaws of the recycling system that I was unaware yeah. of, uh, <laughs> but you're also voting with your dollar. Yep. Right? So it's kind yep. of a kind of a double whammy. Hmm. Wow, incredible. Exactly. So you're student body president. <laughs> Hair flip. <laughs> <laughs> It's my signature move for those who don't know. <laughs> That's true. It is. I am. Um, so how's that during a pandemic? <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> yeah. I, 
so I've been part of student government now for a year and a half, and we used to meet in a boardroom, and the president would sit at the head of the table, and we'd yeah. have our little presentation, and now it's all on Zoom. <laughs> and my ego is like, I don't get to sit at the head of the table. I've been in a Zoom meeting. Yeah, we're all um, so sick of Zoom. It's, I'm it's over it. Way. We tried to start meeting in person again and wear masks, <clears> and <throat> we were going to meet in um, a bigger classroom, and mm. then we had so many cases pop up on campus, so that didn't happen. And Right. It's tough. I really feel like I'm struggling to connect with everyone. I don't live on campus, so the only people that know me are my friends. Um, and well, that's not true. But you know, I don't get to meet the new students or yeah. you know hang out at the ca- or the cafeteria because I don't go eat there, and it sucks. I I'm missing that connection yeah. with the students, and how can I make campus better? You know, we can't have events. We can't really do anything. It just it's hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we just meet once a week on Zoom, and we're meeting with the president's cabinet, and um, all of that. Still, it's just different. Yeah. I mean, I think everything's pretty shaken up. With obviously, I mean, this is like <clears throat> first world problems of oh, I can't see people <laughs> sit at the head of a table. But um, yes and no. Fair. Because remember, the number one human need is connection. Fair. It is right. So, on the surface, yeah, but that's I don't, I don't know. That's sort of like a person who grew up in a wealthy family but was horribly emotionally neglected. Mm. On the surface, it looks like they had everything and yeah. couldn't complain, but then they, you know, people like that end up committing suicide on a fairly regular mm. basis. It's like, huh, well, maybe actually it matters. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> like, like a lot. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it's, wow. That's like, that's such a, an interesting thing that Corona's bringing out, though, isn't it? Mm. Is these, these needs that aren't being met and the paper thin veneer that you know society functions perfectly and there's no like flaws or holes in it and everything is just upheld on a bedrock foundation oh everything's collapsing oops (laughs) corona's definitely shed light on so many flaws yeah specifically climate change too we see you know in italy when the pandemic first happened and the the canals were just clear water and then in India there was no smog and you know now it's kind of going back to normal and um, we realize like wow we could have such a clean world if we Mm -hmm. just changed there were dolphins in Venice yeah I I didn't know that was a thing me neither what (laughs) no way that's not real yeah exactly yeah it was crazy how fast it changed too exactly if you just stop it it could literally reverse it yeah it's like nature is, gonna, is trying to take care of itself mm. on its own, and we're constantly setting it back and destroying it. So it's like, we humans, are we have so much hubris. We're like, oh, well, we're breaking everything and everything's destroying, if you even believe that it's real, which is like total <laughs> fucking insanity, but that's a different topic. Yeah. So they're like, oh, we're, we're destroying everything, and, and it's like, oh, now we need, we, we need to fix everything. Mm. Nope, nope, we don't. We just need to fucking stop. Yep. It's that simple. Like it is trying to heal itself. It's like you have a big gash on your arm and you're like, I need to open this daily and mm. never let it heal and pour, you know, infectious chemicals in there to like never let it heal. Like, no, if you leave it the fuck alone, yeah. it will heal on its own. At all earth. Like <laughs> you know? Yep. It 
that kind of just brought up something for me. It reminds yeah. me of like all these companies that are like, you should recycle and you should do all these things and right. you should do this. And it's like, you don't even pay taxes. And, <laughs> Ooh, and, fired. and you are doing all these horrible things for the environment. Like yeah. I really feel like companies should be responsible for their waste, for their carbon output. Like we should have, you know, regulations and laws. Like, okay, if you're going to release carbon, you have to buy carbon offsets. You have to do, yeah. you know, become carbon neutral at least for to be able to destroy the planet yeah. you know so yeah. that way it's almost like balancing it out which is not really the no, goal but it's, but it's, some it's something yeah. you know and uh making it seem like oh well if you go vegan if you go zero waste it's like okay but we don't live in a vegan or zero waste world like yeah. we live in this convenient you know uber eats uber everything and Big let me Mac. just fucking amazon let me Yo. just get it right now yes. and it's like if you just take two seconds you could find that at the goodwill or if you go thrift shopping you know mm-hmm. you could find all these clothes or there's so many apps now where you can buy if you want a designer bag or you know a name brand clothing True. you can buy that second hand um you don't have to buy something that's already been there if you you know if that's what you want yeah so, there are still ways to be bougie and sustainable <laughs> at the same time and i know a lot of them so <laughs> You could, I, that was one of the first things that stood out to me with you. Mm. Like, the first thing. It's like, you are bougie as fuck. You love <laughs> gold and diamonds and jewelry. And, I mean, you're wearing gold around your neck. You got an emerald on, on, the, on the finger. I do. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, and we need to be, like, sustainable and farming and regenerative. And mm. it's like... Let's get dirty and plant things. And it's like, I love the, that combination. That's such a rare Thank you. thing that, I mean, that I've seen in my life. You know, it's like either you're a dirty, poor hippie or you're like a wasteful, you know, rich person who doesn't give a shit about how their actions or decisions affect things. Yeah. Or. Or you could totally be both. You could be both. <laughs> And with my diamonds, good segue, I'll go ahead and talk about it. Um, So like my earrings, for example, are these little tiny baby rubies and they're made from a company called Buy You With Love and they have a partnership with Dell. And so they take all the gold from computers and they recycle gold from their computers and turn it into jewelry. And then all of my stones are lab grown. So I don't buy any um, like normal or natural diamonds or natural stones Mm. anymore. I only buy, buy lab-grown stuff, and a lot of it comes from this, uh, it's called the Diamond Foundry. It's on the West Coast, mm. and they use all renewable energy to power their their lab, and they grow Whoa. diamonds, so it's like you don't have to mine any earth, Holy and you shit. can just <laughs> buy a diamond that is literally exactly the same. Yeah. Like, a, a jeweler would look at it, and they would not know the difference between a lab-grown stone really? or a traditional diamond, and the only reason they know is because there's, like, little serial numbers on diamonds, and so that's how you would know. But they oh, are really? literally exactly the same. Wow. Exactly the same. I didn't realize that. I thought there would it would be detectable somehow no. and there's No. Right? No. What? The only reason you know is because of a little barcode essentially. Not a barcode, but yeah. serial number. Yeah. There's serial numbers on them? Like it's super like teeny like super etched in there somehow, but yeah, they're That's crazy. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so my emerald is lab grown, my little stones are, my earrings. Oh, and then my oh, so this is from a company called Catbird in okay. uh, New York, and they use recycled gold. Okay. Um, yeah, and it's a little gold chain, a little tiny gold mushroom, because mushrooms can also save the world. Um, 
Yeah. You've mentioned this, but you've actually never gotten into Got it. Got into it? Okay. With me, yeah. Um, so they found a mushroom that will now eat radioactive waste. <clears throat> oh, wait, uh, what? Yeah, mycelium that will eat radioactive waste. So like nuclear That's power so... plants that don't know what to do with their radioactive waste, mycelium. You can use mycelium <laughs> as insulation in homes. What? There's now mycelium leather. Um, so What? Yeah. You're blowing my mind right now. Yeah. Like, we, I mean, I don't know if I've told you this how much I'm literally in love with Paul Stamets, and uh, but, yeah. he is like the mushroom man, and I take his supplements every day, and it's oh, lion's wow. mane and reishi and turkey tail and all of that. Okay. Um, yeah. So yeah, the mushroom necklace because I love mushrooms and they can quite literally save the world. Amazing. Yeah. So they can save the world in all the aforementioned ways, like getting rid of nuclear waste. It eats nuclear. What? Yeah. I am like, yeah. What does that even That's mean? That's a new thing that just happened. I think just a couple months ago. But wow. Yeah, I don't even know what to ask about that. Like, how I don't know a whole lot, but okay, I do I know like, that That's, it eats radioactive waste. That what is? No, that's, that's insane. Yeah. I heard of there being some some uh, living plant thing. I don't know, algae or mm. fungus or something that eats plastics. Is that a thing that's? Um, I know that they found that mealworms were able to eat styrofoam, mm. like a certain type of mealworm would okay. like could eat styrofoam. Um, I don't know about the plastic thing, although I wouldn't doubt it at mm. all. Um, but that would be interesting. So mycelium leather? Yeah. <laughs> Is it like? It just looks like leather, but it's just, made from mycelium. For real? Yes. Like Paul Stamets wears this hat all the time, and it's made from mycelium leather. Apparently, it's super flammable. <laughs> like super flammable <laughs> good to know but that's like the only i mean but so is like any sort of polyester or anything you wear True. well more of like it just melts but um Ooh, yeah never spin fire yeah. with polyester <laughs> so funny when callie fires she's like am i wearing fire safe clothing <laughs> yeah because <laughs> yeah you will melt that shit yeah um, it's really important <laughs> yeah my like leather it looks like leather i mean wow. there's vegan leather but they make it out of um, yeah, is that same no oh no, like the leather that's used in Tesla, I believe it's plants, obviously, but um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know where they make it from. I know that you can make leather from apples. Um, what? Yeah. Apple leather. That, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Okay. I, yeah, I've heard of vegan leather. In fact, anytime I look to any anything at all, I'll look at an RV. Mm. And oh, they'll use leather. But cool, is it vegan though? Yeah. Otherwise, I will either demand that mine is made with it, or I'm not going to buy that one. Yeah. And then even though, like, and even I even don't want to super like support them anyway because mm. everybody else that they'll sell that to is yeah. not going to be vegan leather. Yeah. Wow, that's incredible. And the leather inside of Tesla is like so soft. Really? It's so soft. Like it feels way cooler. I mean, it looks like leather, but right. it feels different. It's like a soft, like, I don't know. It's cool. Wow. I mean, it has like that leather texture, but it's just softer. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I never liked leather in cars. Mm. Like it's either cold in the winter or I stick to it mm. in the summer. Yeah. Texas yeah. baby. Burn your shit off. Yeah. 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 I would literally have to keep a like little tiny towel in my car so that my legs wouldn't fucking burn. Right. Because I've always had black cars with black leather. So <laughs> Really? Gang gang die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're not yeah. but that's that's so interesting. I wonder I wonder what kind of like 
heat transference the leather and Teslas have. Mm, you know, great I wonder question. if it's different. That would be so interesting to find out. I guess we'll just have to get we'll one. We'll just have to get one. Exactly. <laughs> I'll get the X, you get the Cybertruck. Yeah. Cool. And the Roadster. Deal. <laughs> so, yeah, we talk about Teslas all the time. Too. All the time. <laughs> Elon Musk is daddy. <laughs> Actually, Which is so that. funny because there's like so much hate about him on the internet, and I get is that it he's, really? yeah, I get that he's not a god, like he is not, but I feel like he's doing some good, <laughs> <laughs> and I just love that he's released his patents. It's not about making money; it's about oh, I know. changing from a oh, I took this course. Um, <laughs> from Harvard, hair flip. <laughs> and it was sustainable <laughs> business strategy. <laughs> There's so much more hours to buy. I know. I'm like, <laughs> I did that. No, just kidding. Uh, but it was a really cool course. And we went over different companies and like their mission statement. And um, I believe Tesla was like changing from a coal economy, economy to a solar electric economy or something. Just very like blatant. Like, we just want to wow. stop using fossil fuels. And, and coal and go to electric. Like, that is their goal. That's it. Wow. That, wow. It's like straight to the point. I actually didn't realize that. I knew that that was his vision um, on, a, on a grander scale, but I thought it was really more um, car-centered, mm. actually. So that's like literally changing the paradigm and the way we get our energy for like everyone mm -hmm. on every level. Mm-hmm. Wow. And he's slowly rolling out where all of the superchargers or like centers are going to be powered by solar. Because at the end of the day, right now, if you buy a Tesla and your house isn't powered by renewable energy, you're using coal and fossil fuels to fill up your car. It's way less than like yeah. gas, but at the same time, you're still using fossil fuels. Um, so that's one of his things is they're slowly rolling out, making every supercharger renewable. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow, I wonder what that's going to look like. Because I, I imagine you'd have to have quite a bit of solar. Yeah, to power all that. Yeah, especially in like bigger cities. Or purchasing well. power from renewable companies that only use renewable energy. Because that's a thing. Yeah. So I don't know how he's doing that. I don't know. But, he's but I did hear that. Going to fucking Mars, so like... I, I, it's so funny to me because he's like, well, let's just save the planet with like electric vehicles. But if that doesn't work, we just go to Mars. <laughs> I'm like, right. no. Contingency plan. <laughs> Oh, that would Mars would not be fun for a long time, no. like several generations. Like, let's just find a way to travel through space and then go to another planet that can sustain life. Like, why do we need to nuke Mars and fuck up the rotation of all the planets? Possibly, I don't know if that's a thing. I just think of that. And um, <laughs> yeah, I saw something, and I really hope that this is not real. And it was the internet, so it's probably not. <laughs> but about them yeah. wanting to put a nuclear power plant on the moon. I'm like, you think that's a good idea? That shit blows up and we lose our moon and we die? Like, oh my no. God. I don't think it was real. I really think that that was just some stupid internet thing. But I, I really just, hope so. Like, there's no. Because solar is the most obvious choice. Because there's no there's no atmosphere on the sun. So you're getting even more of the sun's rays. Mm. And it's, oh, that would be the most obvious. Yeah, wow, okay. Yeah, hopefully it was just some trolls. Yeah. And then at the same time, how do you transfer that energy from the moon to the earth oh i thought you meant to like power the the moon like a base on the moon or something oh 
No, I thought it was to make energy. Oh, man. It's just a bad idea no I matter know. how you yeah, spin yeah, yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> not a good idea. Let's just not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that was real. I think that was just some dumb thing I saw. But Crazy. Wow. So with the way things are in the world, because um, there's a lot of bad, there's a lot of good, there's like a lot of innovative things happening. Mm-hmm. You know, like we have the United States and all of the things that we do with our, not only like just meat consumption, but the way we consume it. Mm. You know, we'll get, we'll fund a huge amount of the deforestation in the Amazon rainforest, which then comes here and then they subsidize the price of the meat. And then, and then, and then, and then, and it's like, and then, you know, giant lakes of blood and a lot of bad shit going on, you know, but then you have like a lot of things going on in the rest of the world. First off, like Elon, Mm. we got Elon Musk and all the things that he's doing and several other companies doing similar things like that. Then you have, um, uh, not Iceland. Yeah, it is Iceland, right? Yeah, Iceland. They I always get Iceland and Greenland mm-hmm. mixed up because the names are backwards yeah. and it's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Iceland is now a hundred percent renewable energy mm. in their, and that's that's just the way they do things. They replaced a big, large part of this is they replace almost all of their leadership with women. <laughs> and now I know it's like, <laughs> like oh, that's so weird. <laughs> Wow, they're debt-free and fully sustainable energy? Huh, mm. that's just like, must be a coincidence. Wow. They're debt-free too, no. Yeah, they wow. were able to completely eradicate the national debt. So, all that to say, collectively, you know, how, what, what, you know, what's our chances? <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know, I think You're so deep in this industry. leaving the U.S. all the time. <laughs> um, one, the subsidies have got to go away. Or not go away. They just need to be allocated in a different form. Like CAFOs, concentrated animal feeding operations, should not be legal. Like what is we, that? A CAFO is just like, okay, so Iowa, we have 5,000 pigs for every one person that lives in Iowa. Fuck. So there's these little really? tiny, yeah. Iowa's the biggest when it comes to uh, pig production. Oh, um, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect place for a new pandemic to start. Um so CAFOs are essentially just like buildings where they house all these animals and they never go outside and they just live in these little tiny pins and they grow up and the slaughter trucks take them um, away. And they'll it's just a way to raise animals in a very small area. And um, for legal reasons, this is a joke, I went to one and we I was outside and some friends went inside. And it was the most disgusting thing. Like, the smell, I had to take several showers to get the smell off of me, first of all. I got super sick afterwards just by being there. I don't know. I, <laughs> it was horrible. Like, yeah. literally sick. Um, and the people that went inside got footage. There was a dead pig. There were pigs eating that dead pig. Um, there were so many particles in the air because we got a bunch of footage, too. And it, the air was just disgusting. And they never turned the lights off. So it's like these animals don't even get to sleep. Literally, the lights are on all the time. <coughs> Jesus Christ. And they're like raised and then literally taken directly to slaughter. So anyways, that's a whole different thing. But uh, I don't think we should raise animals like that's that. That's a relevant thing. At all. At all. And there are government yeah. subsidies for this kind of farming, and it's disgusting. Wow, um, really? So like if we're going to still eat meat, which I you know, I think is going to happen, unfortunately, I don't think there's going to be this yeah. global shift to like no more meat consumption, which would yeah. be like super great. But um, that's one of the biggest things that's going to increase your carbon footprint the most. Just mm. like daily living for you if you eat meat. 
Right. Um, oh, I see. Your personal. Your personal like carbon right. footprint. Um, making all the farming regenerative, like no more big Monsanto monoculture crops. Yeah. Um, that destroy everything around it. And um, obviously, and in the near at. future, Jesus, yeah, thirty years, did you say? Well, sixty like, harvests, they potentially, say, which is like if you harvest twice a year, yeah, you know, like thirty years, and then not to mention, wow. Um, so one of the main aquifers uh, is what we use to water most of these crops, and okay. we're using the water at a much faster rate than we're replenishing it. So then we could run out of water. Oh God. Yeah, that's a whole other thing. Um, <sighs> Honestly, agriculture, if we switched the way that we grew our food, hmm. um, but at the also the other side of it is we really don't have enough land to be able to grow the meat the way that would be sustainable because they need so much more land. Right. Because um, so it's them and the feed. Yeah. Wow. So you need more land to um, like have them eat real, not just feed them corn and soy and grains. Um and then also to have them free range essentially and mm-hmm. do like uh, cow grazing where you just take them through like big plots of lands and then they have, they feed for like two or three weeks and then they just move depending on how they do it. Um, mm. So yeah, I think we need to change just the structure of agriculture entirely. Yeah. Um, that would be one of the biggest things. So you think with, with these implementations, um, you know, are things reversible you know the way the way the climate change and the soil and the yes but it would have to be a global shift because mm. the united states isn't even one of the biggest polluters we have india um and right I believe india and then i mean we're just one we're sure sure we have to have all of us kind of yeah. adopt this philosophy um I don't know. I like to think that it is reversible, but at the same time, like when I envision my future and what I want, like I have this end of the world home that I want to construct that's like partially underground that has all indoor farming where I could grow food that doesn't, you know, just like Iowa, we had that polar vortex, what, a couple years ago? Yeah. We weren't here, but I mean, that is crazy. Everything dies at negative 40, you know, yeah. at least outside. But, um, yeah, like a, a home where you don't have to rely on nature and the outside conditions to grow food, something that would be safe all the time. And like, I think about this all the time and I mean, we just had all these riots and everything. So you live in a city Mm. that could get destroyed so quickly by, you know, unrest and riots and just all this crazy shit that's happening. So I don't know. I I like to think that we can change it, but at the end of the day, I'm not really Mm. Thinking that I really can. I don't know. I know that sounds horrible, and this is literally like the life path I've chosen. But, um, <laughs> but I mean, you have to see things clearly, and that's seeing it clearly. I mean, yeah. you're saying like based on what you've seen from people's decision making, what you've seen from the people in power, what you've seen and experienced and lived throughout all these things. It's like the projected path. You know, let's just get like a, a diagram yeah. with a little line going up or down. The projected path looks pretty fucking bleak. And yeah. that's what you've seen made this, those decisions made over and over and over and over again, even when given different options. Yeah. So it makes sense. It makes sense. So I mean, we, I, we, hmm. I plan on spending the next like 30, 40 years of my life doing everything that I can, yeah. you know, building sustainable businesses that help mm-hmm. the planet and, you know, reverse climate change as much as possible, but then also focus on 
a safe place for me and my people to be able to go if yeah. shit hits the fan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So do both. You need like Just a like base. Just like Elon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do both. Try your hardest to, you know, make it better, but then also be prepared for the worst. Yeah, and that's... Which sounds cynical, but at the same time... Does it? Nah, I don't know. That sounds practical. Know. Okay, fair. I like that better. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like that better. It does. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of what I'm looking at as well, you know. Um, like a big part of what I want to do in the world is be of service, you know, mm. on multiple levels. I want to heal a lot of like psychological and traumatic wounds mm. that people have gone through in their lives and continue to go through simply by the process of socialization. But here's the thing. If I'm in survival mode and I'm barely able to take care of my own shit, I can't really help anyone yep. at all. Right. So it's like, that's part of the, that's part of the whole gig. That's part of like taking care of yourself for what, what's the, I'll look at the analogy everyone uses, put your own mask on before you help your mm, kid yeah. like in the airplane with yeah. the oxygen. Put your mask on first. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Which, is there a Corona joke in there somewhere? That I don't know. That is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Just put your mask on and quit being a little. That doesn't. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, though. Yeah, and that's that's part of the that's part of the challenge that we face today is not only the previous generation not relinquishing power to the next generation because mm. you have the boomers. Who in historically, when you have certain age ranges of passing the torch of power and passing the uh, the responsibility of running the new world, it happens at, at certain intervals. You know, like when in this, just in this example, uh, when boomers get to you know retirement age, so like even as early as late fifties, um, but definitely into sixties and seventies then they're kind of at this at a different stage of life and they're relinquishing power and they're saying okay like time for the next generation to take over and then millennials who are in their you know early to mid 30s and sometimes late 20s kind of in that range have the innovation vibrancy energy and foresight to implement new things and that's just the world it's always gone this way when when the old people in power are about this age the new, the new generation is about this age, the power shifts. Mm -hmm. That shift is not occurring in the world today. It's not happening. Um, just look at AOC. Mm. She's like the only one who's in that position. And there was uh, another, my cousin who was on the, on the podcast said the funniest thing that I'd ever heard. She was like, I heard somebody talking about this and they were like, wow, could you imagine do you think that we're going to have like all millennials running things? And she's like, I'm not an expert, but I think I understand linear time. Yeah, <laughs> we sure will. Yeah. That's how it works. <laughs> wow, that's so funny. But just even having that as a conversation mm. that could you imagine the next generation taking over? Oh, you mean like every other generation on earth? Yeah, we can imagine it. But that shift isn't occurring mm. right now. And we're seeing the massive like global effects of that of that shift because I think the shift now is also bigger than it was before perhaps we do want to actually change like massive industries and environmental you know crimes I think is, a, is an accurate way to, to say is. that well I think we're 
so we've known the effects of climate change for like 50 years now but we've just been ignoring it and the un report that came out that says we have 12 years to really like get our shit together or else it's irreversible and then the other reports they came out with all the species that are going extinct and i think it's just with the age of technology and the internet and i think people are just aware now more so than we were in the past and it's a lot or it was easier to hide it and now it's like no you can just look at it and mm-hmm. you know generation z or who's below us gen z yeah, yeah gen z yeah um they are powerful <laughs> 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 oh my god just wow and we're just pushing for it like no you we're no longer allowing you to keep fucking us over and destroying <laughs> our planet because you're gonna be dead and we're going to be the ones exactly. starving and have no water and burning because climate change is so bad. It's like, this affects us, not so much you. You're going to be gone. Yeah. And so it's just almost like a global awakening yeah, that's happening. Yeah. It's like we're no longer allowing this to happen. And mm-hmm. Greta Thunberg, Thun, Thunberg, how does she say it? Um, she has a new documentary out on really? Hulu, Amazon Prime, one of the two. We should watch Ooh. it. Um, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. <laughs> Movie <in>. night. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's just, we're not allowing it to happen anymore. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you think that's because of awareness? Awareness and just the age of technology that we're in, just mm. the access to information. Like there's no longer, you know, ignorance is bliss it's like no you've seen it if you're ignoring it you are purposefully putting that away and allowing it to continue you know there's no more like oh i just don't know it's like no you know yeah it was uh uh will smith actually was i I was watching some interview with him and they were asking him like do you think um you know racism and violence against black people and all these kinds of things are worse now than they were before he's Mm -hmm. like no it's just being filmed yep I'm like, oh, yep. God, that sunk in so hard. Yep. Oh, like they have been suffering and being, you know, oppressed and all these things. And that's et cetera, right? That's that issue plus the environment, plus this, plus that. Like all these issues have been going on. It's not new. It's just being filmed. We're just now aware of it. You can't. I mean, they're trying. People are trying to stay ignorant hard. They're doing everything they can to pretend that things just aren't real that are like they'll be at a funeral of somebody who died from corona without wearing a mask that's a real thing (laughs) claiming that it didn't happen i guess i don't there's no words for (laughs) for this kind of behavior yeah it's just like grasping blatant denial of what's punching them in the face and saying it's not happening (laughs) So yeah, I'm hoping that we can, you know, grab the torch. <laughs> no, thank you. You ruined it. So now we get to take it back and we get to fix it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah literally. Because that's, because we want to. We're begging to. Mm-hmm. You know, the Green New Deal. We're like, yeah. give us the power. Let us make these changes that we know need to be made. We're ready. I think it's so funny because it's like a couple trillion dollar thing, right? I don't know too much about it, but... What's so funny is they're like, where are we going to find the money for this? It's like, okay, we just let climate change continuing. And when Florida loses $30 billion in revenue because it's underwater and when California has gone, aren't you going to wish that we had the Green New Deal? Like, I understand that it's going to cost an obscene amount of money. But if we don't do it, we just allow the earth to literally swallow us. Yeah. Like, okay. 
it's a non it's a non a non issue. Yeah. Like a non argument. Yeah. I mean, ugh, even even discussing the cost sounds insane to me. Like, why is that even a factor? It's, you know, do you <laughs> do you want to keep living? Do you care about your family and future generations? Because they're gonna die. Well, a lot of it is like, you know, money and oil conglomerates and everything. It's like they don't want to lose their money, and I get it. And running into some like crazy conspiracies, Nikola Tesla and free energy. And there's a professor here, and um, I've actually asked him, like, why don't you do like podcasts and talk about this? And he's like, because I don't want to be murdered, (laughs) literally. And he was part of um, was it GM the the first electric car? Who was that? GM or General? First, first, that was yeah. in the eighteen hundreds. No, just like 30, 40 years ago. I'm not sure. When they killed the electric car, and they had this, they created this electric car. He was part of the team, and it drove from like California to Nevada or somewhere crazy on like one charge. And he was part of this team, and then they purposefully like killed it, saying like, "Oh, electric cars can't be a thing because of something." I don't. I'm sounding just like jibber jabber right now but the way that he said it and then he's like you can create this like electricity pole and just stick it 60 feet in the air and you get electricity it's like sticking it in the air and i remember him telling me that in class and i was like what did you just say (laughs) that's not real he's like yeah it is tesla yeah i'm like what you know Mm -hmm. so uh, it's just hiding information just like aliens and yeah, how they hid the truth about aliens for how long? Yeah, and then and it was so sloppy too. Yeah, so sloppy. And now they're like, "Oh, UFOs exist." I'm like, "We've been knew that, okay? <laughs> we knew." Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah. That's that's a really interesting thing as well that I see with a lot of people who are not into like understanding what's really going on in the world, or they're very much in denial. I'll even talk with them about aliens. They're like, "No, that's probably real." I'm like. What? You think Corona's fake, but aliens are real. <laughs> what fucking what? planet do we live on? What yeah. is? I don't understand. They're like, well, yeah, the the CIA, CIA released all of their you know sealed documents. Like, but your friend died of Corona. You don't need a document. What is happening here? Yeah. Like, <laughs> but you know what? Cool. Like, if we actually get full disclosure, like worldwide global disclosure. Mm then we'll then get to have the influence of more highly evolved beings who have gone through these issues, yeah. come to the other side of them, and they're now living ways that work, which we could use a leg up. Yeah. To be cool. Yeah, beings that are like a billion years older than us, I'm sure they know something we don't. Yeah. Yeah, come, yeah, yeah. come to the earth and come save us. Actually, the, uh, the book that brought me to MIU, funny full circle, I just now connected the dots, um, is, is called Conversations with God, book four, Awaken the Species. Mm-hmm. And the content of said book, I've read it three or four times at this point, is looking at highly evolved beings, Hebs for short, <laughs> and a whole list of, I think it was um, 20 or 30 ways that they are living. And we don't have to evolve to their level in order to come to the same conclusions. We can simply mirror what they're doing. Mm. Um, one of the things, like the criminal justice system doesn't exist crime the word crime and the word punishment and the following concepts don't exist in those societies they don't exist they're not there they're not a real thing and 
you know, so well, why isn't it just chaos? It's like because they look at all of the citizens of those societies and they treat them like, for lack of a better word, human beings. Mm. But whatever they are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. And they when somebody does a crime, quote unquote, they will look at them as if they are suffering, not attacking. Because it is. Every attack mm. is a cry for help. Every time, always 100%. That's it. There's no, there's no like, oh, in certain circumstances, they're just a dick. Nope. They were fucking tortured or abused in some way, and they're lashing out because they are crying on the inside and they, they need help. And they don't know any other way to ask it because they've never been taught. Wow. Yeah. It's like, it's insane. So when you look at people in these, in these highly evolved societies that cause some kind of, kind of crime or a, an attack against somebody or something, they will basically surround them and offer any and all support until the cows come home. They never leave this person, ever. They're like, we failed you because you committed a crime. We failed you. You didn't cause anything bad. You didn't do anything wrong. We failed you. Otherwise, you wouldn't have done this. Why are wow. you feeling alone? Why are you sad? What is going on that's causing you to lash out at us like this? How can we do better? You think they are ever going to commit a fucking crime again? Yeah. Come on. Never, ever going to happen. Wow. And it's true. And they don't. They, the, the crime, quote unquote, in those societies is actually non-existent. Because those little, like, those little uh, instances that I'm referring to are so minor, they would look like almost like a sarcastic remark in our society. Mm. You know, like the scale from crime to... Well, it's like a big sense of community, too. Like, I feel like we are missing out on that a lot. And we've talked about, you know, how mm. the elderly raise the children and the... Like, just the... Yes, yes. that whole that thing. That was also in that book. But, um, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, cool. But, yeah, we don't have, like, a tribe anymore. We're all yeah. isolated and separate. And mm -hmm. if we had that, you know, if you're in a community, why... If you feel loved and safe and secure and you're not worried about where your next meal is coming That's from right. or a roof over your head, why would you need to commit a crime? Or why, you know, a crime, so-so. But, yeah. um, you know, when you're fully, I guess, fulfilled in yourself. Mm -hmm. And safe. Yeah. You know, I mean, the, it's, it's, such, it's such an ironic thing. So we have the biggest military budget in the world. Mm -hmm. And that's a whole thing. And it's like, oh, well, but we need it. It's like, cool, but okay, why do we need it? Well, we need it because we'll be, we'll be attacked. Great, by whom? Mm -hmm. Oh, desperate people who have been oppressed for so long that they are attacking as a cry for help, remember? Mm -hmm. And in the attacking, they're saying, this is our last fucking ditch effort to get some modicum of safety and freedom for the other people who we're fighting for. That's why they attack. So the ironic thing is we spend all this money towards military that we could use for a universal basic income mm. that would then have them feel safe and secure and they're not going to have to watch their child die of starvation because of a string of events that a corporation from the US ended up taking all you know it's yeah looking at the that sort of thing they would they wouldn't have to experience that and then turn radical and go blow themselves up against some building of ours mm. So if we take the budget that we need to defend against them and use it to help them, we no longer need to defend against them. The solution is in the fucking defense itself. Yeah. You get rid of the defense, you don't need it. It's like that simple. 
everyone just needs to meditate and go to therapy and the whole world would be so different. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, it really would. Uh, yeah. Yeah, hopefully, you know, hopefully things will turn around. Generation, our generation getting a bit older, getting more into power, things evolving. Or just things will totally fucking collapse and we'll be forced to change. Hopefully before it gets True. too late. That's another possibility. Who knows? Um, this is totally not changing the subject entirely, but I had a thought yesterday with Atala in my kitchen and because we were watching Unacknowledged. Oh, yeah. And um, I was like, TM was created so that we could transcend and contact them. Whoa. That is the method you use, actually. That's what I'm saying. Like, TM was created so that the average person, anybody, could interact with higher beings. Wow. And then get the support and, and insight in order to help save humanity, which is what they're trying to do, by the, the whole, way. Exactly. The whole TM movement and the whole reason it was like pushed was literally so that we just educate people on how to how to transcend how to literally Whoa. help yourself in your physical 3d reality but yeah. then also <laughs> contact aliens <laughs> tell me i'm wrong like you're not wrong i think so it's well it's one of those and things it's not either yeah. or yeah just the transcending itself has massive benefits on the physiology on your spiritual growth on everything and mm-hmm. it's a direct line communication, which helps society at large. Holy shit. It's so funny because like wow. before coming to MIU, like astral projection and meditation, all this crazy stuff. I'm like, wow, people are literally bananas. Like <laughs> None of that is real. And I had a friend and yeah. she was in this like toxic relationship with her boyfriend. But she said that they would like astral project to one another and she, yeah. he would be sleeping and she would like feel him like in her closet. And then he'd call her later and be like, oh, so you have this dress like hanging up in this look, like knew everything yeah. of like where it was at. And I'm like, bitch, you are crazy. That's not real. And then now I'm like, oh my God, it's real. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. I always thought she was, I mean, she's awesome, but yeah, I just never really like believed any of that or yeah. thought it was possible, mainly because I feel like I don't have those capabilities like, or haven't tapped into it. I don't know. Yes, you do actually. Okay. Well, fair. <laughs> I just haven't been able to do it. Think, think of it like a muscle. Mm. Yours, are, yours are simply atrophied, but that doesn't mean you don't have the muscle. That's that, it's that simple. Fair. You know, you can get some spiritual bodybuilders who can mm. do all kinds of crazy bullshit, and it looks like, oh, dude, I can't do that. Yeah. Well, you're not a bodybuilder either. Like, fair. Okay, you can't lift a truck, sure, but you can get to that point if you wanted to. Same thing. It's that simple. <laughs> but you're right. I think that brings up a really good point. Like an awesome point because you you didn't know what you didn't know. Mm. Right? And I think that yeah. as we were talking about education with this, with going green and with like, mm. you know, agriculture and all these things, it's kind of the same shit. Like if people just have no idea or think that that's just crazy or it's impossible or, 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 or then of course they're not going to make that decision to do these things that better themselves and better others. Because you were in that same boat. That's so fucking interesting. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> so you're like, that's crazy talk. And now you're yeah. like, you've been uh, soaking in it. I know. For... Like, I am the crazy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I drank the Kool-Aid. And no, I'm it's here. like, oh, it's actually totally normal. Weird. And that other stuff is like crazy. Huh. 
<laughs> it flips. Yeah. You know? Just even when I started meditating for the first time in my life, my life changed. Whoa. Entirely. Like really? I was in such a negative place. I was in a really horrible relationship and just angry all the time. And mm. I mean, don't get me wrong. Obviously, you know, I'll scream when shit is not going my way. and just. Yeah, but it's not like, like an angry scream. It's just like, ah. Yeah. And I don't have like, not that I had anger issues by any means, but I don't feel like I get like angry upset anymore i'm like oh fuck it is a okay to be angry too that's fair but it's just like i don't i feel like i don't react maybe that's a better mm. word oh, like i don't okay. react like i would have and yeah, yeah. i just feel calmer and like more centered in myself and who i am and i don't know just feel like a completely different person after meditating wow or learning to meditate right and then making that like a regular yeah 2017 year old 20 2017, not 2017 year old. 2017 me cannot hang out with 2020 me. Yeah. We're different bitches. Oh my God. We, yeah, we've talked about that a lot. Yeah. It's like I've been at least four people. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I least. like this version a lot more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> me too. Mm. I mean, not more, just a lot. Thanks, boo. I love you. <laughs> oh, I love you too. So. This is like my OG homie forever. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> Ride or die. Yeah. Yeah. Forever. Yep. Yeah. BFFFs. Best fucking friends forever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I love you. Uh, I love you, too. So, um, any words of wisdom, thing mm. that you would kind of find interesting or helpful for maybe that you would tell a past version of yourself? Oof, man. You know? Like... You, that person who you're like, oh, I can't hang with them, or they thought that all these things mm. were crazy, or whatever, to you know, people listening who might be kind of in a similar boat. Oh, man. With sustainability wise, just target one thing at a time. Ooh. Like, you want to go zero waste, look at your bathroom, your razor, the shampoo you use, mm. the soap you use, your loofah. You can buy literally loofahs that are grown. They don't come from the ocean. Everyone thinks that they're grown in the ocean. No, they are grown like on a vine. Like a little loofah is a plant that grows very easy. And they grow like weeds. You'll get a million of them from like one plant Hmm. Um, instead of a plastic loofah. Um, Your kitchen, target that next. Your bedroom, your clothing. Like just target one thing at a time because it can be severely overwhelming and uh, make you feel like you're not green enough or you're not sustainable enough or you're not vegan enough like or zero waste like be imperfectly perfect with it and just be conscious and just look for it and there's so much information out there and there's so many eco bloggers and you know green influencers now and you can find the information just look for it and you don't have to do it all at once just take it in stages even just like going vegan or vegetarian or just cutting down on your meat consumption like just do it step by step um spiritual me what would i tell her (laughs) (laughs) or my past self um literally everything happens for a reason and if you want something and you don't get it it's because something so much better is coming along and you didn't even know you didn't even know it's so much better um (laughs) amazing yeah ah Carolina, thank you so fucking much <laughs> for being you. on my show. This we've, has been great. We've been trying to make this happen for a while. I know. <laughs> we finally did it. Finally. Ah, thank you so much. 
so well.